Parlez-vous français or not? These tips are for everyone. Hey everybody, I'm Kelly Wilkness here with Anita Joyce, and this is Decorating Tips and Tricks. Today, we are sharing tips from French interiors. Now, do not disconnect if you don't have French style or don't think you have French style because these tips are for every decor, really. We are analyzing how the French the French in general, how they decorate. And it is such a wonderful way to approach interior design and interior decorating that anyone can use these tips no matter what your style. Now, of course, if you tend to the French, like a lot of our listeners do, you're going to really lap up a lot of what we're talking about today and some of the specific uh, inspirations that you can seek out after you listen to the episode. But Everybody should tune in because these tips really can apply to just any decor, any home, anywhere. You do not have to have an apartment on the Champs-Élysées or a home in Provence for these tips to be very worthwhile. That's right. I mean, when I think about this, I think these it's kind of the approach that they take uh, to decorating. And so I have a few things in there that kind of remind me of a French room kind of as, uh, just something to include, but I would not say what we're talking about today is necessarily French decor. It's really how they approach it, or at least how we, uh, see that they approach it, our interpretation of how they do it, being an outsider. Right. And it might be a little different than what you think it is. Right. So why study French interiors? And when I say study, I know we really do do that when we get our decor books. We are not flipping through. <laughs> I'm looking at each room and I'm kind of dissecting what they're doing. And I'm saying, what, what kind of takeaways can I then use in my own home or for my clients? And studying the French interiors is such a great way to learn so much about interior design and how to do it really well. It looks so effortless, right? It Maybe it's seemingly effortless, but it certainly appears like it's effortless. So how do you get that casual elegance and such a the height of chic, yet it's so simple and it's timeless? All the keywords, all the words that make my heart flutter when you're talking about interior design. I would agree with you. And if I had to sum it up in two words, I would call it effortless chic. I mean, the trick is to make it look like it came together organically. That is what we're going to be talking about today, how you do that. Let's start with the idea that the French are going to create a sense of history. Now, it can be personal history or worldly history. But there's going to be a sense of age in the room. Not all the pieces, but many of them are going to have a patina. They're going to be vintage or antique. And they're very comfortable mixing the old with the new. So something that's really patinaed and maybe some gilded paint is chipping off, but it's next to something that is lacquered and shiny. And that is just such a great juxtaposition. But you really have to have the sense of history in the room. And personal history counts as well. So you want to have things that are 
of a personal nature, things that speak to your personal history, to your ancestors, even if it's somebody else's ancestors. That's okay too. Uh, if you have it in the room, mix it in with other things, but that is going to really ground the space. And I think it's very indicative of what the French do. Well, I think you're absolutely right to have some old things in the room because if everything is new, guess what? It's going to look like you're trying too hard, which is not what this look is. You want to look like it just kind of happened over time. You want it to look like you have some family heirlooms in the room, but if you just bought them vintage or antique, that works too. So you're looking for something with pantina or and you can add in some decor that is meaningful to you, but you're looking for something with some age. And why the French do this is if they have something really nice that was handed down, they're practical people. They're not going to sell it or get rid of it necessarily. They would probably keep it in the room and then, but just add on to that rather than just throwing it all out. Although I will say this, I think there are a lot of younger French people that are tired of their furniture. And that is why we have such an influx of antique furniture in the U.S., So maybe it's not all the furniture, but there are elements in the room that are old. And let the architecture step forward. You can have less furniture and less decor in the room if the architecture is also speaking to the the whole idea of the room, the whole vibe of the room. Now, when I'm saying architecture, you say, oh, well, I live in a suburban ranch house. How is that architecture? I'm not talking about the outside of your home right now. We're talking about the interiors. So even if you're in a builder grade home, you can add elements to create a sense of having more architecture, more heft to the actual walls, the ceilings. And you do this by adding moldings. It doesn't have to be an ornate floral garland you know, that you can maybe conjure up that would be in a Parisian apartment you know, on a 12-foot ceiling. No, how do you make this work in your own home? Add a really nice chunky crown molding. Maybe add some uh, wainscoting. Maybe add um, a really interesting thing that a client just did is she just added a grid work of it was one by like one uh, one half inch pieces of wood and just had them then put on a grid in her bedroom wall and then she used Kendall charcoal that we love and painted it all it looks absolutely stunning so she in her own way added architecture to a, a little old cottage that she lives in it really speaks to the French in that the architecture in the room, the molding, the accents that you have going on on the walls or on the ceiling are adding to the whole vibe of the room. That's right. You really want those details to shine. So for example, if you have a room where there really isn't any nice trim around your windows, then just disguise that with some lovely curtains and just kind of cover the sides up and we'll just kind of pretend like there's some beautiful ornate uh, window trim behind those curtains. So, I mean, you can do things like that. And of course, most of the rooms have wood floors. They're not carpeted. So if you're making a choice, then you would go with a wood floor versus a wall-to-wall carpet and then just have some area rugs in the room. So I think that's great advice, Kelly. Another thing to keep in mind is to avoid the trends. I mean, this is something that is not something I would say the French do. They're not going to follow the trends, the Hermes scarf. It's something that's classic. They spend a lot of money on an Hermes scarf, but guess what? 
That's something they're going to keep their whole life. They're going, you bet they're going to wear it. They're not going to say, oh, that's from last year. I'm not going to wear it. That was an expensive quality piece of clothing. They're going to wear it for their lifetime. So I want you to think about that uh, if you're going for this style. And that is to avoid the trends because the trends tend to be inexpensive things that you're throwing into the room. If you like trends, that's great. But that doesn't work with this look because you do want a timeless space and trends do date the room to a specific period of time. I just thought of something. I totally agree with all that. But I just saw something with respect to the architecture. It doesn't even just have to be in the realm of molding or some ceiling treatment or a wall treatment, but a focal point like a fireplace. So if you have a really boring fireplace, I'm sure people know that you can actually buy a fireplace surround. There are companies in America that do it. There's this amazing company in England, Jam, J-A-M-B, that that's their whole thing. They seek out these old fireplace surrounds from castles and, and old buildings and Georgian homes and things like that all over England and France. And then they sell them to people so they, they can add this to their new home or different home or their apartment or whatnot. So think about your fireplace as well as an area where you can let the architecture step forward. So if it's a little dull, maybe just add some molding. If there isn't a mantle and you'd like a mantle, you can certainly create a mantle or you can buy the whole new, (laughs) maybe new to you, but maybe an older surround. And that would add a tremendous amount of character to a room. While you're adding things, how about something gilded or gold? Uh, Again, this is just going to be something in the mix. Don't go crazy with this. You don't want the whole room gilded, but you're going to add some gold things here or there. And that's going to be maybe a light fixture or a tray or maybe some gold, something else gold in the room. And you can use Kelly's trick of spray painting it. It doesn't even have to come to you gold. You can paint it yourself. Uh, I like to have a a little Florentine table somewhere in the room. I think that's so nice. And then you don't really even necessarily need another French thing in the room. I just think those are so pretty. Uh, In fact, I got some gold leafing and gold leafed the legs of the vanity in my powder room to add a little va-va-boom to that room. (laughs) I love it. A little (laughs) va-va-boom. It would be great. I was thinking of the gold leafing when you were talking about spray painting because I think to get that aged gilded look on a mirror maybe the gold leafing would be better it'd be more effort than just you know spraying like I love to do maybe you do an initial coat of a of a really warm gold spray paint uh, not a blondish one a, a warmer one a deeper one and then maybe you could do the gilding over it what do you think oh, about that yeah. well right in traditional Gold leaf, you would paint something red and then do the gold leaf on top of that. So oh, that's right, what gives right, it right. a richer a richer look. <laughs> Speaking about color, so there's generally a softer color palette. It's not so in your face. Now, of course, there's going to be exceptions to this. You could say, oh, Anita and Kelly, you know, I saw in a, in a French magazine this really bold primary color Parisian apartment. Of course, you know, there's always going to be somebody who's doing something a little bit different. But in general, the French are going to tend to a softer color palette. You can definitely easily find Parisian apartments that are painted all white. And again, that allows that architecture, the wall treatments, the the moldings to really speak. And the colors, if they're bringing them in, are sort of 
they look worn by the ages. It's a it's a softer take on a color. Um, maybe some golds and creams and ivories. The grays, of course, still very very chic. Uh, dusty tones. So maybe if you want to do a pink, you're doing more of a, a dusty one. Or if you're doing the yellows, like I love, you're doing something a little mellower. And then, of course, touches of black because the black is going to ground your entire look and particularly if you've got a lot of white going on and if you've got the lighter colors little touches of black here and there are definitely going to show up in these French homes I absolutely agree almost always the room is white in these Parisian flats that I see online Uh, the next thing I would add is a French mirror Uh, they're so elegant there's so many styles of French mirrors and I'm just going to highlight three and you can choose one or all three to go in a room. Uh, my favorite is a Louis Philippe. And that's the kind of mirror that is curved at the corners on the top. But it's it's got uh, typical square corners on the bottom. So that's your Louis Philippe mirror. The second one is an Ile de Boeuf, which translates bullseye. But it's not the same as the English bullseye. The English bullseye has that distorted mirror, kind of like in a, in a fun house. So that's the English style of the bullseye, but the French one has a particular shape, almost like it's got like a, an eyebrow on it and everything. And this one's hard to describe, so I will link to it so you can see what I'm talking about. I'll show you some on Pinterest. And then the third style is a Trumeau mirror, and these are set in tall wooden frames, and there's going to be a large section at the top. It's either painted or it has a sculptural decoration. But all three of these types of mirrors are unique and beautiful in their own way and will add so much panache to any room. I love all the adjectives you're throwing out. The panache. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> the ba 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 boom. Is ba 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 boom an adjective? I think it might be. I love a true Mo mirror. Sometimes there's even a little um uh, like a little work of art, a little mural yes. or something at the top. Fantastic. And that would really say French. Even if you just had that in an entryway with a simple wooden table and a vase with some flowers in it. I mean, just that just evokes the French style right there. And speaking of entryways and maybe smaller spaces or pathways like hallways or whatnot, don't forget those. I mean, you don't want to over-decorate them, obviously, because none of the French are really doing an over-decorating. You want to just have some key pieces in there that will function well, but will look really chic and will also be very inviting, particularly if it's your entryway or your hallway where you're passing through. So what you'd want to have in an entryway is just what I said, maybe a mirror, a simple table, uh, maybe a place for your keys or your purse, your Hermes bag, and a, a vase of fresh flowers is absolutely beautiful. But the the thing in the with the French is, of course, again, there's going to be giant French chateaus where the people have plenty of room, but most people are in smaller apartments or smaller homes, and, but they're utilizing every space. And they're not utilizing their guest room as just a a place to throw the stuff they don't know where to put or the Christmas bins or whatnot. They're utilizing each space in a beautiful way. And so you can enjoy each room um, and they're simplifying it. So, you know, they're, they're not having wasted space. Absolutely. I mean, typically in Europe, the houses are smaller, the spaces are smaller, especially if you're in Paris, you're not going to have a big place typically. So you're not going to have 
a Christmas decorating bin <laughs> of stuff. <laughs> I mean, you know, you're just going to put the tree up and maybe some fresh greenery on the mantle, and that's probably going to be all you do. So uh, absolutely, I think there's a lot less space to work with for sure. Now, another thing to think about is not really matching things. Again, you don't want it to look too contrived. Now, I love, for example, having a pair of matching chairs in my living room. I just love that look. It's got some symmetry to it and some calmness to it. And I always think it's nice to buy chairs in pairs in case you do want to put them together. But in this particular case, you don't have to do that. In fact, I would say it's probably more of a look where the chairs don't match. They might not even be the same color. They're certainly not the same pattern. Uh, So that's something that actually makes it easy because then you just have to find an individual chair that you like and you don't have to look harder to find a matching pair. Don't you just love a great recommendation from a friend? Well, we're delighted to be recommending these companies and their wonderful products to you today. And let them know your friends at DTT sent you. You may have noticed on my Instagram that I am making some improvements to my master bedroom, some paint changes, some closet improvements. But one of the best things that I have done for my master bedroom and the other bedrooms in my house is using Cozy Earth luxury bedding products. Cozy Earth Bedding Collection offers a variety of luxury pillow sheets, blankets, loungewear, and more. Currently, I have sheets, the mattress pad, the duvet, the duvet cover, PJs, and a sleep shirt that I am absolutely loving. Cozy Earth's signature best-selling bamboo sheet set is something of your dreams. It is so cooling and it's so soft. You're just going to absolutely love getting in between Cozy Earth sheets every night. So make an instant upgrade to your bedroom and try Cozy Earth. And you can do so and save a lot of money because Cozy Earth is offering decorating tips and tricks listeners 35% off site-wide. CozyEarth.com and use the code BEWELL at checkout. That's B-E-W-E-L-L at checkout for 35% off site-wide. I want to remind you that we are available for design consults. We take on your design dilemmas, questions, renovations, any project you want to talk about, any room, any space, we are here for you. And we really do enjoy doing these. And I think we've helped people a lot. So if you want to sign up for a consult, head to the link in the show notes. It's decoratingtipsandtricks.com slash consult. We hope to talk to you soon. Well, speaking of chairs, the Berger chair is a classic French shape, style, and like the Trumeau mirror, it's going to speak to the French style. So if you really want to have a French look, you're going to want to include some pieces like that. But again, these pieces can work in any decor. I would not say that my home is particularly French. I do, I have a lot of things we're talking about today, but I don't really think of it as a French look, it's my look, right? So you can incorporate a lot of this into your existing look or if you want to change what your look is, but you don't necessarily have to say, I'm going to have a a French Parisian or French country style and I'm going to have all these things and that's what exactly what it's going to look like. These pieces are so easy to work into 
any type of decor. And the Bergere chair, I have two of them. I was really lucky to find them at my favorite thrift store. And literally, I stood. They came in the door and they don't put them out on the floor until they have priced them. The man who prices them, who I have known for years because I go there, was at, on his lunch break. So I stood next to the chairs <laughs> until he came back because I thought if somebody slides those out on the floor for sale and puts something, uh, a tag on them somehow when I'm, I, I walk away and I say, I'll come back tomorrow, they will be gone. And so I waited patiently or maybe not so patiently, but I got those chairs you can make it much easier on yourself and get a great repro from Ballard. They have a gorgeous Brazier chair, and I've seen it in person. And it, you don't have to, I mean, all you have to do is wait for it to get delivered. But you don't have to stand there sweating it out in the thrift store and people giving you this weird look like, why are you sitting? And I wouldn't sit on the chairs, actually, because they were definitely old and definitely needed to be reupholstered. So I didn't really want to sit on them, but the, the bones of them were so perfect. Well, I can't laugh at you because I did something similar <laughs> several years ago. Evie and I were having coffee and we were sitting by this big window in the little coffee shop. And I saw somebody in the antique store next door uh, walking in with two leather uh, French chairs. And I said, excuse me, I'll be back in a minute. <laughs> Grab my purse <laughs> ran to the store and said, how much are the chairs? And I Those said, are mine. That's my girl. Yes, we definitely. Okay. And that's funny. It was both chairs. And we both got a pair. As Anita mentioned, you really don't have to have matching chairs. So if you fall in love with one, one is fine. But the French do have some symmetry in general. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, a pair of lamps, which Anita is always a fan of getting the pair of lamps, as she said about the chairs as well. And maybe a pair of sconces, you know, something flanking your architecturally fabulous fireplace or something like that. So it is something that it is a part of their decor, but it doesn't have to be. If you have, if you find one fantastic piece, don't walk away from it because it doesn't have a paint. Absolutely. And another item I think is nice to add to give it a little of that uh, French vibe would be a chandelier. Uh, Typically, In some of these older homes in France, they would already have a chandelier. So I think it's nice to have one in the room. It doesn't have to be crystal. It can be some other type of chandelier, but I think something beautiful uh, and elegant is really nice to have. In my dining room, I actually have a chandelier that has wood, wood beads. They're not crystal, they're wood. And it's just a very cool, kind of more casual look, but it's still fun and it gives the room a presence. Love the chandeliers. I would say don't put the little shades on them. I'm tempted sometimes because sometimes the little shades are so cute. But I don't think it's really um, evoking the French look as much. And they always tilt those little shades. And that drives me crazy because they're just clipped onto the bowl. So Mm -hmm. I would stay away from those. And they kind of get dusty. So I would say, mm, you know, if you you love a chandelier and they come with them, you know, you could always take them off later on. You could try it with or without. But I wouldn't go out and purchase any little shades if I had a chandelier that didn't come with them. And a great place to look for vintage or antique chandeliers. As French or non-French, they can all sort of feel French, is on Etsy. I did really well when we bought this house. The one giant chandelier that I got that's in the dining room, that one I found locally. I would 
I don't know what that would have cost to ship, but that was at a an antique store slash that was at state sale. They were going out of business. So it was an antique store having an estate sale, which was really an interesting combination. It made me all <laughs> oh, sweaty. And I ended up with that chandelier, which I just absolutely love. But I bought the one for our bedroom and a couple of other rooms on Etsy. And I was really pleased with not only the selection, but the way it was shipped. So, you know, give it a try. If you're looking for something that is older, I think you'll do really well on Etsy. And don't be afraid to add a little chandelier to an unexpected place. I mean, when I was talking about the hallway or the entryway, something I, I didn't mention at that time was a signature light, whether it's a lamp or a ceiling fixture is something that's great in there because it's, again, it's functional. It's not going to, you have to have a light, you know, some sort of light. Why just have a naked bulb, obviously? So you need it in there. It's not just there for a decorative purpose. So it's serving a purpose in the smaller space. It's making it functional, but it's making it beautiful and chic at the same time. So why not put a little crystal chandelier in there? Anita's got a chandelier in her closet. I kind of do too. So I think it's great (laughs) to have them wherever you want them. And they come in all different sizes, so you can squeeze them in anywhere. What a great idea to get them on Etsy. And I got a beautiful Belgian one at Round Top. And it was wired for Europe. And so I just took it down to my lighting guy and he changed out the wiring. It was not that expensive. And I got a beautiful, beautiful statement piece. Another thing I want you to think about when you're designing this room so that it doesn't look like it's designed, it's about contradictions. It's about juxtaposing things. So it's a mixture of, for example, the old with the new. Because again, you don't want it to look contrived. You don't want it to look like you're working too hard. So you're going to put maybe the traditional with the modern, the formal with the casual, the high end with the budget. You want it to look like it just kind of came together organically. You don't want it to look like you bought everything at the same time. And think about quality fabrics. You're going to want your linen, maybe some silk if you want to do a little bit more shishi, a little bit more formal. But even the ticking that Anita defined for us a couple of episodes ago, that is very French. And I love that mixed in. Just like she's saying, mixing an older with a newer, a uh, more precious with a more common. So a silk or a velvet with a ticking. That is a wonderful combination. It's going to be interesting, and it is really going to evoke this French feel. As we said before, you can take this approach, whether you have a contemporary space or a very traditional space. This approach really works with either one. You're just going to be mixing in whatever it is that your your room is missing. So what you don't want to do here is like go and get a reproduction of the Eiffel Tower or get an I'd rather be in Paris print or, you know, something like a bridge over the Seine. Let's not be in your face. Nobody in, in France is doing that. You know, maybe they have, I don't know, pictures of Texas or American flags or something. <laughs> they're, they're talking about how do you get the American look, uh, the casual American look. But here we're talking about how to get French style. Well, I actually have some architectural prints of the Petit Trianon. So mm-hmm. it's Yeah, but they're French. architectural prints. That's not right. So I'd they're not in they, Paris. <laughs> right, right. It's not tour. I don't think it, that's my point is it's definitely French, but it's not touristy. 
uh, feeling. And I have a portrait of a woman that was taken around the, well, the time of the French Revolution. It, it's it's not a reproduction. It's her actual uh, portrait, because I know the guy I bought it from. Uh, he's very careful about that sort of thing. And of course, when you look at the portrait, you would never know she was French, but but I know. So it's kind of fun to yes, have Yes, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And you say, vive la France, every time you look at her. <laughs> Oh, so there's some, good. yeah. Well, there are some great French decor books that are either by French people or they're inspirational because it's uh, Americans that are in France or have then transformed their homes into the French style. And right on top of the list, of course, is Volume One and the second edition of French Accents by Anita Joyce. So if you don't have oh. that in your bookshelf, you <laughs> must. So let's put the link to both of those books, of Anita's books, in the show notes. And then there's Parisian by Design, Interiors by David Jimenez. Apparently, David has lived in France for a very long time and has lots and lots of tips on how to get this French feel. And it's a beautiful book. It's by Rizzoli. Rizzoli does make beautiful books. So have a look at that one. My French Country Home by Sharon Santoni. You love that book, right, Anita? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Beautiful. And then Vintage French Style, Homes and Gardens Inspired by a Love of France. And that's by Carolyn Westbrook. And that is a beautiful book. You can get an idea of how she has decorated her home here in America with this French style. And it's not you know really over the top. It's sort of mixing a little bit of American style with a, a distinctly French look. So any of those would give you some further inspiration. But really, the what we want you to take away from today's episode and the tips we've shared is that it's an effortless style. It's very casual, yet very elegant. And it's simple and timeless. So these hallmarks of the French style can be used in any type of decor. But yes, added it all up together, they do give this French vibe. We say effortless, but it's it's not really effortless. Maybe tossing your Hermes scarf over your Berger chair seems effortless, but <laughs> we have to think about what you're doing. And that's why we're talking about it. That's why when we're getting ready for these episodes, we do deep dives, further deep dives. I mean, Anita's so well-versed in the French style and why we study the rooms and why you should too, if you want to achieve this effortless look, because kind of like natural makeup, That looks like it doesn't take a long time. But if you want to look great and like you didn't take a lot of time to do it, it takes a little effort. Oh, that's all day to apply that natural makeup. Especially initially. It's really fast if you just want to slap on some blue eyeshadow and walk out the door. Kind of think about it in those terms. To get that really natural, like, oh, just threw it all together. Look, you have to do some work beforehand. And then it'll just become the way that you decorate. Yes. Very well said. And I think that sums this up very nicely. What are we defining? We're defining intaglio. In Italian, it's pronounced intaglio, and the G is silent. But in English, we call it an intaglio. So historically, these were carved from hard gemstones to create wax seals. So you've seen the ring with the wax seal on it, right? Where you just, the guy would put it in the, in the wax. Oh, yeah. The letter. Like, the, the count of wherever would do that and seal the letter. Yes. Exactly. I can picture so it, it. 
Yeah, so it goes as far back as the Roman Empire. So prominent people had their own intaglios, and that was for authenticating documents and letters to say, yes, this came from me. So if you look on eBay or Etsy for an intaglio, you're actually going to find miniatures made of plaster, and they were formed using the intaglio. So when you look on Etsy or eBay, you're going to see these miniature relief plaster pieces. And often they were made using these intaglios made in the 17th and 18th century. So that's a really cool thing. So even though the piece is new, often it is made using a historic intaglio. So I think that's a really cool thing. And you've seen them framed on walls, right, Kelly? Yeah, I'm kind of like a cameo, but not. Would you say that? Exactly. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And it's actually a reverse of a cameo. It's an indent rather than a the other way. But again, these plasters Mm -hmm. are the the image made using the intaglio. And the interesting thing about these intaglios is that they were made originally to be, these were the first tacky souvenirs. So uh, (laughs) (laughs) this is, yeah, this is today's Eiffel Tower keychain. (laughs) That's right. Right. So when the young, educated people that were wealthy became a certain age, they would go on what was called a grand tour. And this was an educational tour of Europe. And what you would do when when you would go to some city, you would buy an intaglio of that area and then collect them. Oh, 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 like like the souvenir spoon of yes, exactly. It's like that's right. That's that's more accurate. uh, Parallel would be the spoons of the cities, and then of course now people collect these and frame them. And the interesting thing is, typically you'll see this maybe two inch intaglio that's round, and it'll be framed in something that's maybe like an eight by ten frame, and often. The background is white, so you kind of have to go up really closely to see it because it's white on white typically. But it's really a cool look, and you know what? I think this would go with our French theme today of something very old that you could add to your room that's got a lot of interest to it. Yes, that would be so cool. I love that idea. Are they very expensive? Uh, I don't think so. I can't remember. I was looking at them and I didn't, honestly, I didn't look at the price, but I wouldn't think they would be. But I guess if someone has the intaglia, then they can just continue making the plaster molds of them, right? Right. I mean, That's what I'm saying. It doesn't... Them, so it's not like a one-off. Exactly. That's why I'm thinking it wouldn't be hmm. that expensive to do. So That's very interesting. We're all over Europe. That's right. So what is your crush? I found this site, Mint Wood Home. It's a beautiful decor site. I don't know how I found it. I tripped over it somehow. I must have been searching for something for a client or whatnot. But it has so many of the things that we love and the fabrics that we love. It's a very curated site. They don't have a ton of things. And I was trying to search for the about page, but they didn't have a lot of information up on themselves or who they are because you know I love that part I'm like you know I love it when it's like a mom and daughter and da, 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 da. but I don't see anything mm-hmm. about that on there but they have wonderful taste whoever these people are and they have curated a gorgeous collection of home decor pieces and bigger pieces too coffee table there might be some chairs but there's a lot of decor there's a lot of decorative pillows one in the bow wood chintz that I absolutely love so have a look it's mintwood home we'll have the link in the show notes definitely worth a peruse I cannot wait to get this link 
<laughs> You're going to like it a lot. Yeah. I love, I love beautiful fabric. So this sounds like right up my alley. So my crush is actually came to be because of a compromise that I made with my family. So, oh, they, yes. Compromise. Okay. Well, you know, so they Sorry, were. Sorry, you had to do that. <laughs> Well, it's a little more quirky than it's it's kind of cutesy, which I don't usually go for. But this was to kind of uh, keep my family happy and not drive me crazy. So they've been complaining because I keep the paper towels hidden away under the sink. And you know why they're down there. <laughs> I love you. Yes, I because would all... if I could. But mine complain, too. I, I'm dying to hear this compromise. <laughs> well, you know, the reason that they're under the counter is because I don't really think the paper towels look that great. And the holders are even worse looking. <laughs> okay. Uh, can I just say before you go on? Because you said holder. Okay. I have, mm-hmm. I found a marble holder at some estate sale. It, it doesn't mm-hmm. really work. You have to have a whole big roll, full roll on there for it to oh, stand boy. up straight. Because uh-huh. it, when the roll kind of, un, you know, becomes depleted, it doesn't have enough heft to hold the thing up, but I won't get rid of it because it's it's Carrera marble, and so it just kind of blends. And I can't <laughs> okay. find another one, so I've, oh, I, yeah. I'm so with you on this. It's mm-hmm. yeah, again, Sapantico. Oh. Go ahead, tell me the compromise. Right, right, right. So this is a little cutesy. I'm going to say that up front, but mm. it didn't drive me crazy like the other ones. It's kind of cute. It is a. Um, it's not an Eiffel Tower paper towel holder. <laughs> no, no, but it's one of those wiener dogs. <laughs> and then the paper oh, no. towel is the body of the dog. <laughs> so uh, there's this. I, so it's a dachshund, basically, and the, the paper towel is okay, the body. I can't, so th- I can't really speak right now. I don't know. <laughs> that, that is not a compromise. That's a cave. What are you doing? <laughs> well, it's kind of cute. You have to see it. It's kind of cute. Uh, we'll see how long okay. it lasts. It, it might end I'm up thinking... at the farm. I'm not, I don't, I can't say. <laughs> Take the wiener <laughs> dog to the while. farm. Take it to the farm. Okay. I yeah, know I you have like a little there. dog thing. You have that little, the little Scotty dog hooks. We all know you love those. Yes. But the wiener mm-hmm. dog paper towel <laughs> holder seems really, okay. And we're talking not about. Not me. Tips from French interiors. I know it. This one does not go with the of episode. all days. Yes. Okay. Well, you know that's your juxtaposition piece. That's just creating <laughs> tension in your kitchen. Oh, that's your gosh. whimsical piece. Oh my gosh! Have you been drinking? Are you all right? <laughs> like I said, it might end up in the garage apartment. It could end up at the farm. Okay. Okay. I don't right. know. Well, I'm. I'm well, trying. I had for a vote. while. Okay. Okay. You're a better mother and wife than I, clearly. <laughs> well, at least you left it out. You know, this is the first time it's been sitting out. It's been under the counter really all this time. And I thought, okay, I'll try it. I'll try it. <laughs> <laughs> what color is it? It's kind of gray. Oh, it's a gray wiener dog. Okay. Well, yeah. maybe, could you put a photo on your story or something? I mean, don't leave something on your Instagram. <laughs> Just I'll, uh, put it for a 24-hour visit on there. Oh, I'll send gosh. a private text. <laughs> send a private text. Well, okay, I'm going to send a link to it so you'll see what it looks like. I mean, I'm going to link to it okay, where you can But I want to see it on your counter. before. It oh, goes you don't think it's really sitting out. That's I know no, where I you're going. No, I believe you. I just want to see it. I just okay, so this it. is I'm to sure make fun of me. I'm sure everyone else does too. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I think you're very brave. <laughs> oh, boy. 
You're very brave to wear that. We all know what that means. (laughs) (laughs) That's a brave move. (laughs) Thanks so much for hanging out with us. And remember, we're here to inspire you to create a beautiful home. Until next time.